Yes, people, it is Monday, and uh, yeah, we are starting like this. So, today we are recapping UFC on ESPN Plus 40, Teixeira, Santos, and what a fight card it was. Oh my gosh, people. Man, there were changes, you know what I mean? We had a pullout, but it still delivered finishes galore, people. So sit back and let's get this poppin'. Yo, so week nine in the NFL and... Oh, man, there was some... Terrible games. There were some terrible games and terrible plays. I mean, who for um, Denver? Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of the Broncos. Yeah, Denver locks fourth down, like fourth quarter interception. That was ugh. That's where it all just fell apart. You know what I mean? It was. Done at that point. You know what I mean? Like, as I say, look, they, they did kind of bring it back, but Falcons were always, yeah, Falcons were winning that game after that shit. You know what I mean? It, yeah, wasn't, wasn't good. And, yo, I have to say, when I looked at the game, right, Seattle... Against Buffalo I thought Seahawks Thought Seahawks Man The Bills really pulled one out There I was like yo That's a big frigging game For those motherfuckers You know what I mean That really is Um, Man Colts and the Ravens Too uh, like, you know what I mean? Indianapolis, and they were holding it down at the start. You know what I mean? And then they had opportunities to take, like, take charge of that game. You know what I mean? But I have to say, the big play was that interception. You know what I mean? Because at first, it, you just thought, oh, he he didn't hold it. But then that got reversed. Yeah, that, that was it. That was the huge turnaround for the Ravens. After that, you ain't stopping them after that. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Oh, man. I have to say as well, um, you know, the Texans and the Jaguars. That Oh man, that was a close game Like, both teams had huge plays You know what I mean? Both teams Like, you know what I mean? You thought either could have taken that game But, I have to say I've kind of feel the Texans They just were a little more consistent You know what I mean? Just a little more consistent That held it for them But, yo that, whew, that wasn't a bad game. I, I dug that game. You know what I mean? Um, Carolina. Carolina Chiefs. Oh, my God. Yo, as you see, two, like, the two teams that I'm lo- looking at, at possibly getting to the Super Bowl, both of them had tight-ass fucking games. And um, the Chiefs and the Panthers, yo, I have to say, hats off to the Panthers, though. You know what I mean? And I have to say, it kind of Bridgewater epitomized their tenacity when you know, they needed to get that fourth down and he dived for it. That summed up the Panthers that day. But 
even with all of that, I'm just watching, I'm just thinking, all right, Mahone and them mans, they're going to turn it around. Like, I, I just didn't think it was done. You know what I mean? I just, I, it's one of those things, right? That there's certain teams and certain situations, and you just think, nah, they'll get around that shit. And they pulled it off. 33 to 31. Shit was close. But yeah. You know what I mean? Chiefs did their thing. Alright, so Minnesota Detroit. Man, I have to say, like, Minnesota added them like some crazy sneaky plays. Like the amount of times Cousin faked the handoff. And it worked. Right? Or, or or the shovel to the to the side. You know what I mean? And then Jefferson. Woo! That's a good addition. Like him and cousins really seem to have a, a connection there. Because they did their thing. So um, you know, I I like Kirk Cousins, you know? So yeah. I'm 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 kinda I'm pleased that they did the thing. But whew, all those interceptions the Vikings caught as well. That was some crazy shit. You read? And um yeah. Interceptions definitely oof, They yeah, they um they came up fucking good. Damn it. As I said, like, yeah, I realize it ended 23-20. But when you fumble, when you throw the ball away that many times, you ain't winning. Like, Washington, you know what I mean? The fact that Washington could get 20 shows if they didn't just fuck up constantly... Right, if they hadn't had such a shit show, they'd have won that game. It's embarrassing. I was disgusted. Motherfucking Washington, man. God damn those motherfuckers. Yo, so all right, all right, calm, all right. I'm calm. I'm calm. So Chicago, Tennessee, man. Chicago kept that game real close. You know what I mean? Real close for so long. But they just couldn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, score a touchdown. Like, do something. You know what I mean? That was, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, 27-17 doesn't really reflect that game. But yeah, if you if you can't score, you ain't winning. It's as simple as that. You know what I mean? Damn. Um I feel so bad. I feel so bad for the Chargers. They just cannot catch a break. I'm like, what the hell? Jerry, that play to turned around at the. I'm like, the amount of times that shit has gone against them. Gonna get like, you know what I mean? And held up, right? But they do it, and then it's classed as he didn't have control of the. God damn it. Right? I, was, I swear, some of the plays that get called, yeah, they weren't, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. I just feel, yeah, just ain't the Chargers' season, it seems. It's like, wow. Oh, man. Um, Arizona, frigging Miami. That was. Jeez. How close was that? And. Like you know, at the end, I'm yeah, I'm just watching that ball, and I thought the field goal went over. I'm watching that, thinking, 
Yo, that's it. That's it. They did it. And yeah. And then you see them, the, you know, the ref shake that. And I'm like, yo. But it, I don't even know. It's so hard to see those, like, sometimes with the field goals. And you think it's gone wide. And then it's like, wait, that went in? Huh? But God, that, yeah, that was close as hell. That was close as hell. And, um, yeah, so that second, because, you know, I, I think, I feel I've said it, but I think, you know, the Chiefs and Steelers, yeah, both those teams right now are looking Super Bowl bound. And Dallas, whoo, oh my God. They, oh man, they, they, they you're in, they, 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 they took it to the Steelers. They really did. That shit was crazy. And she was crazy. But yeah, you know what I mean? I got faith in the Steelers, man. And uh, yeah, they did their thing. And it was just that that last second battle way. Oh my. Man, but I had faith. I had faith they did their thing. But yeah, hats off to ugh. Well, yeah, I mean, you gotta say it. Hats off to the Dallas defense because they definitely played well. But man, you ain't beating Pittsburgh like that, son. No chance. I don't even know what the fuck happened at Tampa. That was insane. It was insane. The amount of, like, throwing praise Brady did. It was just like, what are you doing? What are you... Like, the throws weren't even close. And it's just like... Yeah, I realise he's under pressure. And he's trying to make the play. But, yo, none of those interceptions were really... You know what I mean? They, 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 they had no chance of getting caught. It was just... Oh, man. That was a dredging. I did not see that game going like that at all. It was crazy. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah. There you go, people. So we just got the Patriots Jets... To uh, play. And that's week nine. The the done. So um, yeah. We will look ahead. To week ten. On Friday. Okay. So UFC on ESPN plus 40. It's done people. And um. Man. This. Yo. This was a fun event. This really was a fun event. So, um, it was meant to be 11 fights. It ended up being 10. Ian Heinish, um, Brendan Allen, that got pulled because Heinish got COVID. I mean, that fight, it, it, it's one of those ones that's just, ah, every time it gets made, it gets cancelled for some reason. So, um, hopefully... They're able just to move it back a few weeks. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but even those 10 fights, we had six finishes. You know what I mean? Only four went the distance. And, um, yeah, they weren't shitty fights. So, hey, this was a great night. Anik and Dom Cruz. Man, they partnered up for... Man, that seems like a a long-ass time since we've had that combination. And um, it it was... was, You know, this addict seemed real happy that they're um, partnered. And that just seemed all genuine. It was nice, man. Um, You know, Buffer did his thing. And um, had Brooklyn Wren on uh, on the cards, who is always just... Yeah. Nice to see. You know what I mean? So, um, hey, we start in the prelims, people. And um, 
we had a bantamweight clash. Gustav Lopez against Anthony Burchak. And, um, you know, I knew it was Burchak making his return to the UFC. What I didn't know coming into this was that they were um, training partners. They were friends, which, yeah, that adds another wrinkle to things. You know what I mean? Definitely does. Now, the fight. So, obviously, there was no feeling out process, man. They went straight to it. And Lopez caught Burchek straight away. Um, with a left hook, I believe it was. Um, you know what I mean? But um, Lopez also landed some heavy leg kicks. Right? So, he gets a takedown. But Burchek, hey, he's able to get right back up. Okay, so um, still, no one's taking a step back. But Lopez, he's just... He really did seem the sharper of the two. He just was able to get his shots off first. That seemed to be the big thing here. And he landed some some good shots. He then was able to get Burchek down. He gets the back. Sinks in that rear naked. And, um, yeah, Burchick had to tap. Not the um, return he was hoping for, but he's back in the UFC, you know what I mean? So there is that. And um, Lopez, great win for Lopez, you know what I mean? So um, that, people, it takes us to the welterweight division. And we had Ramiz Brahamaji. Who, um, yeah, making his UFC debut after just, man, some crazy ass shit. Like a tumour in his eye. Like he'd come back from all of that. So he got to fight Max Griffin. Yeah, not really the, um, you know, hey, you survived eye cancer. Here you go. Here's some Max Payne Griffin for you. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, this was... Whew, this fight, people. I think there was a couple of things here. So, I think, firstly, Griffin... I think we saw the best performance from Griffin in a long time. His movement was just really, really good. And just his... I think the way he was putting everything together. So there was that. And then Bramaji, who we know to be a great grappler, he didn't shoot. He didn't shoot once, which was surprising. You know, it took him a while to get into the fight. I think he didn't throw anything for about half the first round, you know, um, where Griffin, he was attacking the legs, he was, yeah, just throwing out that jab, um, Ramaji, he started to get into it, he came with a, a surge with a one-two, you know, and you could see he was thinking about his shots, so he wasn't throwing just anything out there, um, but yeah, I think it was all about Griffin, man, and it kind of continued in that vein. Griffin was just really sharp. You know, the second round, Bramaji, he tried to be the one getting off first. But, yeah, Griffin, he was just hitting some really good counters and then moving out of range. You know, um, that just seemed to be his real big thing. Now, in the third, when I think Bramaji knew he was probably down too, he he tried to push, tried to push it. He did catch Griffin with a good jab, but Griffin, man, he was just on such great form. He was just putting everything together, you know, punches, kicks, and he, he stunned Bramaji. You know, stunned him um, and just kind of put work on him, you know. They got in a clinch and Griffin landed some heavy, 
elbows, heavy elbows, which that was kind of the end of the fight because once they pulled away, you just saw Bramage's ear that was kind of hanging off the side of his freaking head, you know? Um, And I'm not quite sure if Griffin did it with the elbow in the clinch or maybe the jab just before they got into that. But, god damn, Bramage's ear was a mess. So, yeah, I think there was... I think we were about halfway through that third round... Um, but yeah, Griffin, he he was looking phenomenal, and he was definitely winning the fight up to that point. So um, big win for Griffin. Hmm. And um, yeah, who knows how long um Bramagee's gonna be out with that ear situation? But uh, yeah, interesting shit. So, um, we then go to the featherweight division, and we got Eduardo Gorgi, um, Garagori even, Gorgi, Kush, uh, and he was going up against Darren Elkins, so, uh, yeah, this looked like it was gonna be one of them fights, you know, so before the fight, I think Gary Gorgi was very confident that he was going to knock Elkins out. Uh, and so when the fight started, you know, Gary Gorgi, he, he came out, you know, he landed a, a good left. But Elkins was able to take him down. And, you know, Elkins, like, when he gets you down, he's not just laying on you. He's hitting shots. So that's what happened. You know what I mean? He gets off some shots. He, uh, Garagori gets up. Elkins gets him down again. That's just how it went. You know, Elkins was relentless. You know? Um, Garagori did get up. And he hit a head kick. But only to be taken down again. Right? Um, and that was the thing. He'd throw like these kicks or a jumping knee. And that enabled Elkins to take him down. So second round. Um, yet yeah, he he stuffed those early takedowns from Elkins. And was landed some big shots. Elkins, he did get him down, but, yeah, Garagori's able to get up and continue to land some good shots. I think he even stunned Elkins towards the end. So, you could probably say, going into the third, it's one all. And, um, yeah, Garagori knows, can't go get taken down. So he's doing a good job keeping on his feet, landing some big shots. He stuns Elkins with a right. Problem is, he, I don't even know why, right? But Elkins is stunned and he tries to get him with a jumping knee. Elkins catches it, takes him down, takes him down and... A, a really good transition to the back. Sinks in a body triangle. He he, he throws some shots. You know what I mean? He softens Garagori up. And then he sinks in the rear naked. And gets the win. Oh my gosh. It was huge. Going so impressive from uh, Elkins. You know? And it just highlights, man. If you get, if someone's taking you down off jumping knees, stop doing the jumping knees. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, really good win for Elkins, and he's able to um stop that losing streak, which is huge, and must have been a, just a relief. So we then get the heavyweight clash 
right? Marcos Rogerio de Lima against Alexander Romanov. And so this is a fight. It was meant to happen on Fight Island, but um, de Lima had to pull out um, Romanov. He fought um, Rock Martin that night and had an impressive debut. But yeah, now we get to see these two monsters go up against each other. And um, yeah, it it was something, right? So Delima comes out, and hey, he he lands up uh, some real solid leg kicks. You know what I mean? Now Romanov, he's a bit like, okay, I don't want this, so he takes him down. Um, Delima though, he's able to get up pretty quickly, and he starts. Yeah, he starts, you know, putting it on Romanov, landing some real good kicks and shots. Yo, you could see Romanov, he wants to get it to the ground, and probably a minute before the end, that's what happens. He gets a takedown, right? Hits some ground and pound, and he then, man, he, he gets a choke finish. But, like, you, you, at first you think, oh, is he going for an head and arm choke? But no, he uses his forearm a, across the throat, right, to, to choke his opponent out. And, um, yeah, puts Lima out, which you're just thinking, wait, what? Because it just seems like a simple move. And as a simple thing to escape from, but no, he he used his top, you know, top position real well, distributed that way, and um, yeah, choked the Lima out. So um, Romanov, hey, still undefeated, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, the prelims, who ended with a big fight between. Trevon Giles and Bevon Lewis at middleweight. So Lewis comes out and he lands, uh, you know, heavy leg kick. But Giles, you know, he then just takes it to him, gets a takedown. And I think the thing we see is the speed disparity. Like, Charles was so much faster, you know, like, Lewis is a big dude, you know, he's got heavy shots, but Charles was able to land and get out the way, he puts Lewis down in um, the, you know, towards the end of the first round with a, a good jab, and from then, he's just able to outwork him. You know, land really good shots, get in, get out. Lewis, he landed some good shots to the body, but he wasn't really throwing combinations. You know, you can see Lewis was looking for the big shot. You know, the big shot to put him out. And Giles, he was mixing it up more. So, in... Between the second and the third, you know, Lewis's corner, which is his brother, gave him a big speech, you know, and you could see, hey, it was motivational, and Lewis definitely came out looking to, um, yeah, put in some work, you know, get Giles, but Giles, it, it was just speed, man, his speed was just so good. And he hit a really good combination. Stunned Lewis. He followed it up with some hooks. And, um, yeah, puts Lewis down. You know what I mean? Gets the win. Ooh. With, I don't know, maybe a couple minutes left in the third. You know, big win from Trials. Uh, he looked very impressive. Always... Always seemed to be in control. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. Good way to lead us into the main card. 
Okay, so the main card started with a strawweight fight. We had Claudia Gadelia against Yang Xianan. And, um, yo, this fight kind of went how I thought, right? So Xiang, she, she did work with the jab. You know, she had a, a varied attack. And she was able just to outwork Gadelia. Now, Gadelia did get a couple of takedowns in the first round, right? Which were her biggest things, really. But the first takedown, she didn't do anything with it. And then the second one, she got off some shots. But I think the biggest thing from it were the amount of elbows she ate from Zhang uh, on the bottom. You know, I think, yeah, it was crazy. Zhang did the more damage from the bottom than Gedalia did from top. Then the second round, well, the second and third, um, yeah, Gedalia couldn't get another takedown. Zhang just kept her at bay. Worked her with the jab and was able to keep going. Right? Gedalia, she definitely got tired come the third, but Zhang was just, yeah, still the same. Stony faced, still throwing out that jab, hitting those kicks, doing her thing. And um, yeah, just seemed to have a speed advantage. Just all in all, just outwork Gedalia. And in some of the other fights with Zhang, which I thought were closer and she possibly lost, this one, there was no question. She clearly won that fight. You know what I mean? So definitely a good win for her. So we then go to um, the featherweight division. And it was a late... Admission to the card Addition Not admission Oh my days Yeah a great A late addition to the card We had um, Jamie Simmons Making his debut The Afro Samurai But he's going up against Giga Kadeji Which is no <laughs> You know what I mean No easy debut for sure And Kadeji made that apparent from the giddy up, like he came out and um, yeah, he he was throwing really well, and I think it was clear he wanted to work from range, you know. Um, Simmons hit a few counters, but he wanted a takedown, right? That was clear. But uh, yeah, Kazazi, his takedown defense is pretty good. You know what I mean? A lot of people want to try, but, yeah, ain't no dice, man. You know what I mean? We, we're seeing the improvements with the more he's inside the octagon, which, you know what I mean? Like, we see that, you know what I mean? With certain fighters, we are seeing that for sure, and Kadezi is one of those. So, um, yeah, he fights off the takedown attempts. And I think he's now really comfortable. Like, he throws a, uh, a horrendous body kick. You just felt it. Like, just hearing that slap, you're just like, ugh. Right? But it was smart. Because, you know what I mean? Simmons then drops the arms. Because he don't want to get kicked in the body like that again. Right, and once Gagezi sees that, he then throws another kick. Boom! This time to the head. Simmons goes down. You know what I mean? Now, Gagezi, he followed it up with a few, but he kind of felt that the ref could have stopped it just off the kick because, yeah, he did not. Looked like he was doing shit from that. Man, it's huge win for Gadezi. You know what I mean? And forced. 
So yeah, people gotta beware of that giga kick, people. <laughs> so um, hey, we then go to um, uh, a bantamweight clash. So it was Kali Taha against Rani Barcelos. I mean, this was a great fight, right? I think from the start. Like, Bacharias, he comes out and he's throwing. Hey, he comes with the front kick. And we saw, you know what I mean? We saw last week that the front kick, hey, that works real well. You know what I mean? Got two cats a contract, right? So he came out with that. Heavy calf kicks. He's really putting the pressure, you know? Um, one kick... You know, he nearly put Taha down And he was just pouring it on Right? So, um, I think it took a little while for Taha To be able to, you know what I mean? Get anything off Right? But he gets some stuff But then, you know, Bachalias takes him down He's trying for a rear naked that looked looked like it was basically a done deal. But somehow, Taha just, man, he avoided the um, rear naked and then reversed position to get on top. So it was just like, oh, shit, okay, we got to fight here, people. So, yeah, it was real back and forth from that point. You know what I mean? Both going for it. So, um, yeah, the second round, I think, you know what I mean? They're both going for it now. And Taha, I think he was able to do more, right? Able to do more. But, yeah, Baha's a loss. He was just, I think he was always seemed like that, Kind of step ahead And not so much You know what I mean Like he was so much better But I think he had Slightly more weapons You know uh, Slightly more variety of Just different kicks and angles In which he could come at you at So yeah He was just really Man Bringing it but Taha, every time you thought, oh shit, it's probably out of touch, Taha was coming back, right? So which made it a real fun fight, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and in the third, Taha got a takedown and shit, you read know, like, it was very back and forth, very back and forth, a lot of fun, but yeah. Man, Rani, he he is, he's looking like he's a problem, right? He's looking, you know, that he could be in title contention at some point next year, for sure. You know, if he carries on in that sort of vein, yeah, you, you can definitely see him. Getting to that point where he's challenging for the belt Because he looked real good So we then get to the co-main event It's our second heavyweight clash And we had who the vet Andre Arlovsky Against that new gun Tana Boza And um This Man this was an it was a cagey ass fight, but like it's hard to fault because when you look at the two, Boza looked so much smaller, like so much smaller, which is insane because you think about it, right? Oloski, I think Oloski was ten pounds heavier than Boza, so maybe slightly more. But Oloski is one of the smaller heavyweights, right? So if Boza went up against like the Lima or someone like that, damn, 
Because, yeah, you, you, you saw the difference in this fight, right? And I think the big difference and what got Arlovsky to win, because I feel technically Boza was the busier of the two, right? But every time Arlovsky hit him, you noticed it. Right, so Bo he even knocked Boza back, or you know, s like stumbled him. But when Boza was connecting, you didn't get that same impact. And yeah, I think it was that that won the fight. Because yeah, as I said, look, I feel Boza landed the more shots, but when Orlovsky hit. It's implying more damage. And although, you know what I mean? You can definitely go, mm, I don't know about that. Right? Because I think if you've actually got someone rocked, you know what I mean? Then you could go, okay, yeah. But just, you know, your punches are heavy and they're knocking someone back. I don't necessarily feel that that. Is you know big enough to get someone like more points, more looks, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, I he, it's hard to be mad because Oloski he's still doing his thing at um, he's crazy ass age, you know, what I mean? so it's just like it's it's good to see him. Yeah, still doing it and not getting fucked up, right? That's the big thing. But um, yeah, I kind of felt Bozo won that fight. But now we're into the main event. So we got Glover Teixeira, who has been in it for a long ass time. You know what I mean? He's like 31 and 7. And then he's going up against Tiago Santos, who is 21 and 7. So, yeah. You know, he's like, Santos is the newish, the newer cat coming in. He's younger. He, he's definitely more powerful. And it's Kana Texera. You know what I mean? Does he have what it takes to be able to go on a run for the belt? One final run for the belt. That's the thing. Because after the display Santos put on against John Jones, I think a lot of people are thinking, yeah, he's a shoo-in for this fight, right? So, um, man... This, this was a good fucking fight. It really was. It was so friggin' impressive. Like, we know the power of Santos. And as Texera came in, Santos catches him. Woo! You know what I mean? Catches him with several heavy shots. Man, it was crazy. But the thing is, um, you know, because it looked like, oh shit, Texera is fucked. Texera, Texera is gonna get knocked out, but he kept pushing forward, kept pushing forward, and he gets the takedown. Right, gets the takedown. You're like, yo, oh my days. So, um, yeah, gets the takedown. He, he gets off a few, but Santos, he scrambles, he's getting up, and Texera just grabs him and, yeah, slams him back down, right? And he's then able just to control the action, get off shots, do his thing, was super impressive, right? So then... You're thinking, okay, what's going to happen the second round? Because Santos, yeah, he doesn't want that. Because he lost that first round, right? And um, 
yeah, Santos, he, he comes out, he gets off a couple of good kicks. But Texera, he's able to get in and get another takedown. Pretty much right away, controls the round. Getting off good ground and pound, dropping elbows, doing his thing. Right, and at the end of the round, um, yeah, I mean, I believe at the end of the round, he, he goes for a sup, right? So it's just like, whew, oh my, because yeah, like it was in, he had a rear naked locked, but yeah, the buzzer went, so um, it was done. So we're in the third, and you're just like, okay, Santos, he definitely knows he cannot have another round like these first two. And, um, yeah, so Texera, he, he's come forward, and Santos catches him. Oh, my gosh, catches him, puts him down with a big left hook. Man. It's looking real ropey, right? Santos, he gets on top and he is unloading. Unloading. And you're just like, oh, shit. Is this the comeback for Santos? And is this the end for Texera? Right? And, uh, yeah, you do feel a little sad. Because it's just like, oh, man. Poor Clover, he he came close, but no cigar, right? But no, somehow Texera is able to survive, able to survive, he scrambles, right? Scrambles up, gets a body lock on Santos, gets the back. Oh, man, he gets the back. He's, um, yeah, hits some hammer fists and some shots, softens up Santos, right? Softens him up, gets the arm underneath the chin, sinks in the rear naked, and it is over. It is over. Glover takes here for the motherfucking win. Oh my god. It was huge. It was huge. It's just when you think about everything, right? Because remember, Texera, he like he was known as one of the best light heavyweights outside of the UFC for a long ass time and he couldn't get a visa to get into the country so he wasn't able to fight so he could have come to the UFC sooner but he couldn't get there which was just ugh, such a disservice because the time he got in you're thinking oh is it too late you know what I mean? Like, does, can he still have it? Right? He got the title shot against John Jones, but, you know what I mean? Jones put him away. And you're just like, ah, oh, man, we, we never got the chance to have Texera at his best. So the fact that he has just hit this rich vein of form and just pulling out. These incredible performances. You know, it's something else, man. It really is. Like, you just can't feel, like, nothing but happiness for it, man. It was great. And afterwards, you know what I mean, on the mic, he's like, Yo, Dana, I'm an old man. Come on, give me the title shot. And then when um, Laura Sanko talked to Dana, he's like, he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. We're going to have to think about this shit. Which is, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely down for Glover getting the shot. I'm definitely down for that. 
You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens, man. We will see what happens. But, um, yo, performances. So uh, Alexander Ramanov, he got a performance of the night for his um, urine choke of the Lima. Giga Kajazi, he gets one for his head kick of Jamie Simmons. And the fight of the night goes to Rani Barcalos v Khalid Taha. And this is the thing, right? Because, you know, in the um, press conference, Steve-O, he's like, ah, it's Glover, I feel you should have got something. I do kind of feel that he definitely got something, right? Because we know that, yes, there, there are these performance of the night awards, but people still get other checks. And, yeah, I, I, I feel that, you know, in Texera got one of those other checks. So um, this was this was a fun fucking night, man. It was a fun night, right? Six stoppages out of the ten fights. And, hey, I, you know, I thought that I had a bad night. I did get six fights right, so, you know, it could have been worse, right, so, uh, yeah, there we go, people, there we go, so, um, yeah, it's all about next week, which, we've got to wait and see to see what's going on, because, uh, yeah, um, it's not going to be the, um, the main card that we fought because Islam Makachev, he's injured. But um, we will have a fight card next week, people. You know what I mean? We've got some good fights on it. So, um, yeah, we will uh, talk about that on Wednesday. And I imagine we will have more clarity. But tomorrow, people, remember, it's the Contender Series. So, yeah, there you go. Okay, people, so we draw to a close on an ep- another episode, and, um, yo, we have, man, there's shit to talk about, there is stuff happening, it is crazy, alright, so let's start off with this, man, so the PFL cancelled their 2020 season, you know what I mean, and fighters aren't happy. Some were taken care of, not everyone. And let's not forget, some were cut, you know what I mean? But, yo, remember we had the dropout from Invicta 43. Because, um, unfortunately, Pearl Gonzalez, she got COVID. You know what I mean? So her fight against Aaron Blanchfield for the um, flyweight belt, that's all, right? So, you know what I mean? Emily DeCant, that moves to the main event. But what's going to happen? What's the co? Well, people, the co is Kayla Harrison v. Courtney King. That's right, people. Oh, yeah, that's right. I said Kayla Harrison. Yes, the PFL have sent Kayla Harrison to Invicta. And... This is a featherweight fight. You know what I mean? Harrison is dropping down from lightweight ahead of the 2021 season. So, um, you know what I mean? This is some interesting stuff. Interesting stuff for sure. Can Courtney King pull off the big upset? Well, we have to wait until the 20th of November. Which is next week, people, to find out. Alright, so, um, yeah. There is a lot happening with um, Saturday's fight card. You know what I mean? We've got... There, there's been changes. There's been changes for sure. Unfortunately, Brian Barberina, he had to have emergency surgery. So, um... He's out of his fight against Daniel Rodriguez. So we're still waiting to find out if 
Rodriguez will get a replacement. We've got an addition to the card though. Brendan Allen, whose fight against Ian Hyanish didn't happen at the weekend because Hyanish got COVID. Well, he's fighting on Saturday and Sean Strickland is stepping in on short notice. You know what I mean? Sean fought, man, like last week? The week before? You know what I mean? I think on the, he fought on the whole... Um, silver card, I believe I think that was the one But yeah, it's a quick-ass turnaround For Strickland um, So The big news that everyone knows Islam Makashev He's had to withdraw Because of injury Right, so You know what I mean Raphael did not have A, um, a dance partner And he was looking For one you know what I mean? He initially he called out um, Michael Chandler. You know what I mean? He sent out, "I wish Makachev a speedy recovery. Looking for a new partner to dance. Looks like Michael Chandler is ready to go. Your move." Chandler turned down the fight, right? Hey. He said that he had other plans. Now, obviously, we we kind of realised Chandler wants to get into title recognition. Kind of feel that that would have been a good fight for that. But um, yeah, so you know what I mean? Dasanyas, he wasn't too happy, so he tweeted. If you don't take a fight because you don't have enough time to drop weight. I get it, but don't tell me you have other plans. I became the champion of the biggest organization, fighting everyone they put in front of me. Shame on you. So Chandler, he responded, I'll go ahead and assume that the above statement was directed at me. We do have other plans and we won't just abandon them out of the blue. Also, making weight this quick is impossible this soon after last cut. For the record, I was never offered this fight. So, um, yeah, there is that. Now, word is there have been a number of people that have turned down the fight. You know, Ponsonibio is one of them, supposedly. But shit changes in seconds, people, because Paul motherfucking Felder stepped up to the plate. You know what I mean? Felder was meant to be calling the fights. But this is a crazy thing. He's been training for a triathlon, and because of that, because of that, he is ready to go. So on five days notice, Paul Felder, Rafael Del Sanyas, main event on the 14th. And guess what, people? Still five fucking rounds. How fucking gully is Paul Felder? I am so looking forward. That's a great fucking fight. You know what I mean? That's a great fight, people. That ain't no scrub business And people So the other big news Amanda Nunes Has had to withdraw from her Fight against Megan Anderson At UFC 256 On the 12th Of December So um Yeah No word on what the injury is Or anything like that But Word is, um, yeah, the fight is getting rescheduled. You know what I mean? They're not gonna, yeah, there'll be no interim or anything crazy. You know, Megan ain't taking another fight. They'll move it to uh, some point early next year, which is a shame. But there was already good, there was good fights on that card, man. So it's still cool. And, um, yeah, we just got a good fight to look forward to in uh, 2021. You know what I mean? 
So, uh, yeah, there you go, people. That is all the crazy ass news. And we will see you again on Wednesday, where we will be breaking down Dasanya's V Felder. How about that? Hi, people. Until then, enjoy the contender. Puppets!